You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. What do your kids do as extracurricular activities? Do they dance? Maybe they play an instrument. Perhaps they swim. They might do nippers. How about surfing? My next guest runs a surf school called the Pine Surfing Academy on the Central Coast in New South Wales. It started back in 1986 and has been growing across the different beaches in New South Wales. Tamati Tapara is a keen surfer, and I should also add that Tamati and I have been friends for five years since we met in, of all places, antenatal classes. And I ended up joining a mother group, mother's group with his wife. So uh, we go way back. But way, this, back. way back. Way <laughs> back. Tamati, welcome to Kindling Conversation. Thank you, Siobhan. What is it that you love about surfing? I guess for me, it's uh, the freedom of being out on the water, being a part of nature, and the unpredictability of the ocean. And um, look, when you're out there, it's quite often that some dolph- a pot of dolphins will come along, or you'll see some whales, or you're going you're gonna to see something special when you're sitting out there on the water. Um, and, you know, riding waves is, is an incredible feeling. And you, basically, when you moved to the Central Coast, I remember um, Christine talking about how immediately you locked into a community that was the surfers that you met. Is that... Right? Is that yeah. how you found your new friendship group? Yeah, that, that's true. Um, I, I grew up in a caravan park at Narrabeen. That's where I learned to surf. I um, grew up around uh, a lot of very advanced surfers um, from a young age, and um, they accepted me into their community um, because I was a surfer. And um, I took my skateboarding skills into the surf, and... Um, soon realized that no matter where I, I went, as long as it was near the coast, that um, if I had a certain etiquette in the water with other people, that I would be accepted. And I'd, I'd become friends with them because, you know, surfing such a fantastic sport. And because Australia is coastal, you know, um, you would find that a majority of people that live near the coast, well, not a majority, but a lot of people surf. So, And it's a way of getting it. Now, of course, as I mentioned, our children are the same age. Coco's so, yeah. five and Wera is almost three. Mm-hmm. They're about a week apart, Arlo and Wera, I yep, think. Yeah, they are. Um, my kids definitely uh, cannot surf. And my daughter, in Darcy, in some ways, is, is a little bit afraid of the ocean mm-hmm. and waves. What are your kids like? Uh, Coco. Uh, who is the uh, same age as Darcy. Coco was exactly the same, um, and it took me a while for to uh, get her confident in the ocean. But I found it if, if I tried to push her too hard that it would, uh, it would work the opposite way. So we concentrated on her um, swimming to get her confident in the water. Um, she's lucky to have some cousins that have a swimming pool. Uh, they're very good swimmers. So whenever we went to their place, she would be in the pool with them. Um, we, we got her into swimming lessons and, you know, we're, we're often down the beach in summer. So I just tried to um, slowly ease her into getting confident in the surf. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Tamati Tapara, who, as a keen surfer, has actually started a surf school for kids. And I know it's not just kids, Tamati, no. but I'm, I'm especially interested in yeah. how you teach children surfing. Mm-hmm. We've just been talking about Tamati's passion for the ocean mm. and how he's introduced his children to the water. Um, we just mentioned that um, Coco and Darcy, both five, that yep. Coco had a, a slight, let's say, um, maybe not fear, but a bit nervous mm. around water. But of course, there are children who 
even before five, are just straight in there. You can't stop them yep. going in the water. Yep. How young can you start to teach a child to surf? I took Coco to the beach when she was a baby and she could hardly walk and we just sat her in the shore so she could just get used to hearing the, the waves and get used to them splashing up against her. And she would crawl from wherever we were on the sand towards the water. So she she definitely loved the ocean. Um, and I think babies have no, no fear of that. It's once they um, are in a shore break and a wave hits them that they get dumped a bit, that they sort of build up a fear. And that's what happened with Coco. And what I had to do is um, just ease her back into it. So when she was two, you know, she started to get scared of the water um, and, and the surf. So I would not, not try and force her out there. But, um, you know, she would see me in, in the shore and, and come up to me. And as she became better and better at swimming um, and more confident, what I would try to do is um, get her to understand that she can go under a wave um, or jump oh, over of them. Of course, so, that's so important, yeah, isn't it? Yes. That was the only way I felt safe yeah. with waves is if you go under it. Yeah, or, or, or if you lift them over it. You know, we'd just stay in the shore and I'd just be lifting her over waves and uh, trying to encourage her to go, go under the water. Um, this summer, we got out the back um, at the start of summer. Wow. And we just eased into that again. Did she have a, a board, like a, what do you call it, a boogie board <laughs> or a mat no, or anything? No, 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 no. I just wanted her to get, this is the same as in teaching um, uh, kids surf awareness in, in primary school and in high school. The first part of that is to get people um, surf aware. So if we were on the shore, I would just point to rips with Coco and I'd go, see that over there, Coco? It's a, a, there's a little little um, trough going out there. So the water's coming in and the water needs to go out somewhere. So it's going out through that trough. And you can see the discoloration in the sand coming up. That's how you can tell there's a bit of a rip going through there. And I, I just did that um, continuously with her. And uh, is that how you approach the lessons as well, is teaching that first before you exactly, can get on the board? Exactly. That's, that's what you want to teach people, surf awareness. Um, and I would do that with anyone. Um, you know, I'm teaching a nine-year-old um, boy at the moment, and um, I've got him every Wednesday afternoon. And the first thing I did with him, uh, I've got him for an hour and a half. First thing I did with him for the first half hour is we walked up and down the beach, and we talked about rips, and we talked about what the water was doing. And I just tried to get him to understand his environment and why water was moving around, that the tide was, was going out and the oncoming waves, that water needed to go somewhere. So that's where it's going, in the, in the corner where the rocks are and out through this little, little trough. It's uh, interesting when you say that because I feel like even though I've grown up around beaches my whole life, I really don't know how to spot a rip, and I don't think many Australians do. Have you found that? Yeah, I have. Um, being a part of uh, Bondi Board Riders for 12 years, um, we would often, um, just surfing there, people, you know, it's become famous backpacker rip, but people are unaware it's there, and they, they can't even see it, and it, that's not their fault because, you know, they just haven't been, been shown, shown, you know, what a rip is. And all you've got to think in your head is, there's water coming in, it's got to go out somewhere, and it usually goes to the, to the deepest point because water, water is a leveller, you know. You were just mentioning with Coco that you were sort of taking her over the waves and t teaching her how to dive under it. Mm -hmm. um, is there a certain sort of literacy with waves that people need to learn if they're going to learn to surf? Yeah, yeah. Look, there's um, usually three different types of waves. There's dumping waves. 
Um, and you usually find them where there's a sandbank, you know, and that sandbank is quite continuous. And where water comes out of a deeper area, and it just suddenly hits this sandbank. So if, if one of those waves is coming, coming towards you, you can, they usually hold up a little bit longer. So you can sneak under them or just wait back and just spread yourself out long ways by diving underneath. And you can even grab the sand. Then there's spilling waves. These are the, usually the waves that we surf on. So a spilling wave will be on a triangular bank and usually um, the wave will peel right and left. So those, those waves break, break a lot longer and usually you can get under the whitewash um, in one of those waves. And then you've got uh, another wave which is called like a rolling wave. Um, you usually find that when waves are breaking really far out and you look out and you see, you know, you see a lot of whitewash. They're what you call kind of rolling waves. And they're less um, sort of hazardous, but you'll find that there's more rips around waves like that. Do you find that it takes a while for kids to pick up on understanding the ocean that way, both the rips and the kinds of waves that they are looking at? I, I don't think so. You, know, you, you would know that kids are quick learners. With a lot of the lessons that we do with kids, we ask them, you know, what part of the surfboard's this, just to see what their knowledge is. Instead of telling them, you know, this is this, this is that. And I think that's, that, that's how I've um, approached uh, talking to Coco about rips. You know, I ask her, can you see that rip over there? Or can you see a rip, you know? And pointing it out to Yeah, and, and, and pointing it out and just getting what's in their head, you know? Because kids uh, see what they see and, and they elaborate on that very quickly, you know? So it, w- it would not surprise me that you could ask a kid that and they, they'd be able to point it out straight away. And they take great pride in it, don't they? They certainly do. They certainly do. So I've been told that mm. if you're in the water, you should never turn your back on the ocean. Is that a true, true or false? Yeah, I, that, that's one of the first things I taught, Coco. The, the ocean is unpredictable. And even if you're a, a, a look, I've been surfing for 34 years um, and always keep, keep an eye on, on what's happening, you know, because it doesn't matter what the tide's doing. Waves come in, in, in lots. So wave, waves are formed by the wind. And there'll be a storm out to sea, uh, low-pressure system and a high-pressure system, and all that wind is rushing from the low to the high-pressure system. Now they can be out in sea, they can be on the coast, they can be anywhere. So once the wind makes waves, those waves can travel thousands of miles, you know, because nothing's stopping them. Okay, so once they, once they hit uh, a landmass... Waves are just like musical waves. So you, you get um, big ones and you get small ones. Sets are a group of three to five waves that, that are bigger than the normal waves. But they can come randomly. So the reason I'm saying that is if you think that the size of the surf is, is the size of it, you'll be pleasantly surprised when some bigger sets come in that, that you, you weren't ready for. But that... I love us, that glass uh, half full. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, 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 I'd be yeah. freaking out. Yeah, well, 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 us surfers wait for wait for those sets. You know what I mean. Yeah. And we're looking for those waves. So if you turn your back on the ocean, you think, oh, there's no waves here. You know, a, a couple of sets could come, and you could miss them. And that's how people end up drowning because they think, oh, it's not very big. And then here comes some sets, and it can it can wash someone away very quickly. So. Okay, so. Um, We've got the reading of the ocean. Mm-hmm. What's the? Do you have set um, 
levels or steps you go through with kids? So you teach them, yeah. I guess that's basic water safety, how to read yeah. what's happening in front of them, what yeah. they're going to use, and then what do you do? Um, from that, it, it's uh, knowledge of the board because um, even though they make um, very good uh, foam boards for us to uh, teach people on, they're still quite big. And if you're in the wrong position, you know, say the board's between you and a wave, you know, and it's sideways, the board's going to hit you and, you know, once, once the wave hits it. So it's positioning yourself properly on, on your board. And then we are, the, the conversation is continually on um, what, what the surf's doing because, you know, the surf is, it's always changing. It'll change from low tide to high tide. So just in a matter of three hours, one hour or two hours, rips can change and, and the water can change. So that, that conversation's always happening until they uh, get confident um, with, with their surroundings around themselves. Um, also a big factor is uh, the environment. You know, because um, a lot of people are unaware of, um, you know, their waste or their rubbish, how, how much of an impact it has on the ocean and um, how important sand dunes and um, the, the eco-environment around a beach, beach are. So teaching uh, kids that kind of awareness and um, just slowly building them through the levels of, um, you know, going straight on a whitewash wave, you know, and they just catch one of those, to being able to stand, actually stand up on a wave and, and go sideways, either left or right, and um, you know progressing through through from beginner up to intermediate um, to advanced through to elite surfing. It so. sounds incredible. I would love to be able to stand up on a board. <laughs> um, just finally, because unfortunately we have to wrap up. But cool. what would you say are the skills kids get out of learning how to surf? Surfing gives kids confidence um, to go on and be able to take anything on in life and think that they, they can do it, you know. Oh, it's very exciting. One day I'll have to get you to teach me how to surf. I will do that. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> that honour that. A, that is a challenge. <laughs> Tamati, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, today. Siobhan. That's Tamati Tapara. He is running Pine Surf Academy in Bato Bay on the Central Coast. And we'll put a link up to Tamati Surf School. Yep. Tamati, thank you. Thank you, Siobhan. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.